0: Welcome back to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Remember, family, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's podcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And welcome back to Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Now, family, again, we're continuing our artist spotlight series here on Philadelphia Radio, and we're continuing our conversation with no other than DJ Rocksteady. And during the break, DJ Rocksteady was telling us a lot about some other things, um, and we're gonna get. We will definitely uh, talk about those. He was get, dropping a lot of knowledge on some things, and I had to bring him back from the break because he was just talking. I had to tell him like, "Yo, chill. Let me let me make sure we record this." But um, you know, before the before the break, he was really breaking down a lot about his experiences. Uh, within the game, experiences work. You know when he was when he was in class with Will Smith. His experiences and how he built the uh, trauma center. His experiences with working with different artists. His experiences with our boy Ty. But um, you know, moving forward, I wanted to ask him particular questions about uh, a little bit later on down in his career. Some of the some of the highlights that he had. Um, what was it like working at Urban Expressions? Cause you talked about, you know, you was like, I didn't get paid for it, but I love doing it. What was it like working there and how, how did that come about? How did you make that happen?
1: <laughs> Good question. Well, basically I'm gonna tell you, um, what happened was I had a little settlement money for my case and I wanted to get us some videos, like shoot some videos. And at that time I wasn't even shooting videos. So I paid a guy who was supposed to shoot our videos. This guy named he was called himself Mr. C. The hooded one. He had like a little TV show or whatever back then. So yeah, I'm hooked y'all up. And prior to that, we had done an attempt to shoot some videos with like a home camera, which you know I'm like, this ain't the real deal. We want we want the real deal. So you know, I gave him a few thousand dollars and I bought a machine called a Videonix video switcher, which time was going by and he wasn't acting like he was going to do it. And then he was like sidetracking me, like having me come with him. Like he helped us get to do like the open up show for Biggie Smalls at club escape. Hmm. He had me doing some like PR work with him, with Smith and Weston one time. And I'm hmm. like, that don't, that don't discredit. I paid you all this money to shoot our videos. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Now, I ain't a starstruck kind of fan. Like I'm beyond on it you better shoot our videos, right? And so I'm getting a little pressed. And so I just got frustrated, like, look, dude, you you obviously ain't gonna shoot our videos. And I told him on the phone, I was like, you ever been to jail? He's like, nah. I said, me neither. I said, nah, I ain't trying to go to jail because I gotta come down here and do something to you for my damn thing and my money. So I said, give me your address and I'm coming to your house to pick up the mix. I know you ain't got the money, so just give me my mixer back. So I went to the house, and yeah, I didn't think. I took the I, was like, I don't want to do this. But so I went to his house. As soon as I got his house, he crying. I said, look, I don't want to hear all that. Just give me the mixer now. So I took the mixer, came back home. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with this? I don't know nothing about video. So I'm looking at the manual. Take two VCRs, this, that, and that. I said, all right. I, So then I went to porn shop, bought some VCRs, bought some little home camera, not knowing that this ain't the right stuff for this this little mixer thing. So, but some kind of way, my first video called emergency, I made it work. I took a home camera, and you can see the video on YouTube. And believe it or not, it looked like some real 16 millimeter stuff when I was finished, (laughs) to the point where After I did it, I did it on some like manual because I knew how to do analog stuff. It was like literally manual because the switch I had required like some kind of sync thing, which I didn't have that. I pulled it for some editing decks, basically. Yeah, and I didn't have that, but I made it work. Shot the video, and I'm sitting up here watching Urban Expressions, and then they playing this video by this boy named Lux back then called uh, Everybody Wanna Be a Gangster. And I'm like, they playing this video? This video look kind of weak. (laughs) <laughs> so the, I see the little thing called up and it so I called up, yo, and I talked to the dude. It was that box. And um, so, yeah, I got a video, can you play my video? He's like, yeah, sure. So went to the little channel. then I finally got to go down to the station. I met him in person, gave him the videotape, and then I saw and what really had me struck about him even before I went down there was when they was filming the all like the live set they were like messing up big time. Like I'm watching the camera fall on the ground and all that. I'm like, what What kind of television show is that? So I'm <laughs> like, I'm <laughs>
0: sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so when I got there, I'm looking, they shooting the show with a little teeny palm, hat, palm, a high millimeter eight camera. I'm like, huh? So that's why I told the boy Ed, I was like, dude, I just got my case money, so I bought new camera equipment. I I went out and actually bought the editing decks and all that, because I learned okay, now I need the decks for the switcher, and I bought the switcher. So I told him I was like, dude, I got the camera stuff. Look, I got the turn. the DJ they used to have, bought a DJ dress he quit, so they had no DJ." I said, look, I got the turn yeah. tables, I got the mixer, I got I got everything to help this show. Boom, you know. So he's like, all right, cool. So I brought it down. Next thing you know, I'm on the air every week. And even before like I got the like they knew me, knew me, I started reading them a little bit, see what mm-hmm. he liked. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I see what you got here. Look, come in with a pizza. Mm-hmm. Just 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 you know, here, here goes. You want some cigarettes? Yeah. listen, and we got cool over that. <laughs> and then next thing I know, you smoking yeah. cheese, all that whatever, blah blah. And then I became an intricate part of the show because yeah. now yeah. I bring, I'm bringing real equipment and mixers and all that stuff to the show that make the show look live
0: Yeah,
1: and you know, again, like I said, I wasn't there for the money. I was there because I was I'm on TV, yeah. man. When I was on, when I was doing that show back back then, it was beepers. My beeper was blowing up every beepers and cell phones. I'm like, who this? that's me hitting you up right there on the phone on the air right now. Yeah. I, I'm getting letters from guys from out of prison and jail, like shot. Because back then Urban Expression was like the the only platform we had. If you didn't have cable, Urban Express provided that that venue for you to see hip-hop and music videos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the prisons and jails, they had, you know, unfortunately, I knew a lot of people who got locked up and they was writing me letters. I'm like, yo, I'm glad you made it. I seen you. People used to beat me and you know that. That right there alone just gave me the you know the heartwarming feeling that yo, this I love this. Yeah. You know, I ain't gotta get paid to do it. I'm coming all the way from Jersey, mind to go to yeah. Mania. I'm paying gas and told to go all the way there. You know what I mean? Not making no money. Yeah. You know, just having fun. And it was yeah. it was it was some phenomenal time. I mean, yeah, it wasn't just like when we did the live thing, that was one aspect. Then we went to pre record it where we would go to venues, and then now I'm hanging in the VIP with Corrupt and all the rappers and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm backstage with B-Rail and Q-Tip and Buster, we blazing blunts, you know what I mean? That's what it turned into. <laughs> yeah, You know, it turned yeah. into that. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It was it was fun. It was, it was always fun, man. I didn't even, like I said, I didn't care about no money. I, I didn't agree. care about no money. I just had fun and yeah, you know, the little record, let me tell you about the recognition. The recognition got so out of hand that I didn't know how much people knew me as DJ Rock Study. Well, I almost got into a fight with somebody looking at me funny, staring at me. I'm like, what the what the heck you looking at? You know? Ain't you DJ Rock Study? I said, like, Oh damn, I'm, I'm about ready to go in his mouth. Like like <laughs> Cause I didn't know people knew me. I you know, I, cause I, I ain't I ain't into the swollen head thing, right, right man. but I'm gonna tell you, I did have moments where I felt, um, especially when I was shooting the videos, when I was shooting the videos, I could feel the vanity trying to kick in to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm being so vain, instead of me looking at the camera, I'm so busy looking at the monitor trying to see how I look. <laughs> you know what? Nah, you know what? Ain't it the truth. I, let me be behind the scenes, instead <laughs> because I felt the vanity trying to absorb me to the point where I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you it how happens. you can see it. It happens, man. I'm gonna tell you how you can see it. I got a video called Faces of Death, right? And in the video, I did some special effects where I took all the artists and I had them like they was in my hand. Their head was in my hand, going like this. Mm-hmm. Well, on my scene where I got my own head in my hand. <laughs> That's the one when you see me looking away like this. I'm looking at the monitor, trying to see how I look. i, mean, I, see I that. I've seen that video. I've seen I was it in my <laughs> too, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying? But that's when I realized that, that vanity thing, like, you know what, Girl. I don't need that vanity. I don't need that. I, yeah. I'd rather be behind the scenes. and yeah. I'm, I'm not a vain person. I try not to be, you know, I, vanity, to, I hate vain people to me. And Will yeah. was a vain person, jumping back on him. He yeah. was a very vain person.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, can, I can. imagine. No, no, I can no no. You know, one of, one of the things I wanted to ask you, uh, not even ask, I, I really wanted to uh, star what you said about how you were, um, how you worked out getting on Urban Expressions. And, you know, a lot of people don't know that taking initiative can get you further than a lot of people, than, than anything. You know what I mean? Seeing an opportunity and taking initiative with the opportunity can make you go any further than where you ever would have been. A lot of times people wait for things to come to them. You know, I'm I'm gonna wait, whatever, whatever. And I see how I noticed how you didn't necessarily wait. You just noticed and you took the initiative. You said, hey, look what I have. And it ended up being something very beneficial for you and um, Urban Expressions, (laughs) excuse me. So, you know, I I wanted to point that out because I tell all my listeners all the time, it's about taking initiative. You know, it's about changing sometimes a change of perspective in life, you have to jumpstart it, you know what I mean? You gotta be like, yo, this is what I wanna do. Like, I'm gonna go figure this out, you know? And even even though you, you might have felt that, you know, I wasn't so familiar or expert at, at, at the equipment that I had, I was determined to make sure that I fulfilled this need, you know what I'm saying? And that was that's something that I feel like is very important to highlight, you know? I, I always wanna point this out to my, our listeners, like, you don't have to wait for somebody to give you something. You can create your avenue, you can create your own. You can create your own future if you believe in what you're doing. You know, if you believe in if you believe in what you're doing wholeheartedly and you love what you're doing. You know what I mean? And again, one of the things that you said that, that jumps out to me is about not doing it for the money. You know, a lot of people see the, the glitz and the glamour and They want they see the, you know, I want I wanna ride in the Benz, I wanna ride in the beamer, you know what I'm saying? I want my girl looking like this, I want this kind of clothes. Like it 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 all comes it's all like it's all BS, you know what I'm saying?
1: It's all vanity, 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 vanity. vanity. You know, so don't get me wrong, I wanna feed my kids, I wanna make sure that they got some nice stuff and the essentials. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going. to I'm not going to go overboard. I, I mean, I'm I'm a realist. Yeah, that's, that's the point where I'm at in life. I'm I'm trying to do and think real things, not some pretend. You know, I'm gonna buy this damn hundred thousand dollar car, knowing I I still live in the projects. Or the right. Hood, right. You know, or or, or th- even this rims on the car. Why would I buy yeah. rims on a car? Yeah. I can't see the rims when I'm driving. I can't, I can't for somebody else to see. They are. So that's yeah, that's vanity. That's vanity and it's meaningless and worthless. You you pay paying $8,000 for some rims that you hit a pothole, you're done. You know, or yeah. just so everybody else can look at you riding down the street? No, I, I'm, I want tangible. I, to me, where I'm at in life, and this is why I'm glad, I molded, like you said, I molded my legacy to the point where I own all my publishing for everything I made. So no record, like I said, I was saying earlier, I was signed with Ichiban, but that went under and pretty much, when I saw that going under, I was like, you know what? I'm already making noise on my own. So I'm gonna just do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I molded myself a point to, I ain't even gotta make no more records because all my stuff from back in the day, they sound like hotcakes online. You know, they every, listen, when I say hotcakes, I mean, Almost every week, somebody buying a CD or downloading something. And listen, I don't care if it's a dollar, two dollars, three dollars. That's gonna keep adding up. My kid's gonna end up benefiting. You know, it's the whole uh, wise tell when the artist dies, he become even worth more, more than what he. But even now, one of my records then already did that while I'm alive. So, I'm just gonna keep pushing all my stuff. And I'm already showing my kids, and so I can show my next kids, my grandkids, look, mm-hmm. this is gonna help, help give y'all something to check. This is yeah. gonna help keep y'all sustained. This is gonna help me live through y'all, y'all gonna remember me from these from this music. You know, and pretty much my, my grandson, he coming over here, tapping on the drums, and I'm and it's like, yeah, somebody gotta help keep this thing going on. Somebody <laughs> gotta come over here. And, 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 you know, I, I mean, I, I almost feel like I wish I could be like the movie the more. man. I, mean, I could take my brain and plug it to the computer and pass it on. But in a way, that's what I do. Like when I show Ty and stuff and people out of, you know, this is how you work that program, making beats like that. And I'm happy with that. You know what I'm saying? That's to yeah. me laying a foundation for him and them and my grandkids and kids and also setting up a legacy for somebody else or helping somebody else set up their legacy, yeah. you know, with their passion. Yeah. You know, and again, money ain't the money ain't yeah. the, always the the best thing. Yeah, we need money to survive, but do wholeheartedly. See, in our era, beginning of hip hop, no artist was getting paid. they all nah, did it. man. Just to get recognition, just to be heard, just to be yeah. seen. That's it. Yeah. It wasn't about the money. Yeah, and that's the era we come from. Yeah.
0: You, know, well, of, that, you, you, you talked what? about you talked about helping people, and one of the people I know I noticed that uh, you helped was uh, DJ Touchtone. Mm-hmm. And um, you know that's something that jumped out to me from a documentary. You know he's
1: sure. he's
0: killing it. You know he's been killing it for years. Period. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, I I always thought that was an interesting thing. Even even Ed Lodge was telling the story in the documentary about how you met him. You know yeah. what I mean? But um, I, it was real interesting, man. You just talk about helping people out, and you just see him today, and it's like you know I, I'm. I'm talking to you about it, but I mean, I, I, it's it's just an interesting thing, just how much you you've had your hands in certain aspects of hip hop. You know what I mean? And sure. and like you said, the legacy of it, man. And yeah, I was gonna ask you, I was first I was gonna ask you about the um, your experience with Bahamadia. And yeah, we well, you are not
1: going to touch on that because you know what I mean. when working with her, man, <laughs> basically Bahamadia's situation came up after I left Urban Expressions. After, of course, we helped Touchstone become, you know, world-renowned. And um, my cousin Groove again, he was the DJ for her, mm. and he had other endeavors. So he, shut. can you do me a favor? Can you go over there and cut for Bahama on the radio? He like, yeah, sure, right? So I'm going over there, filling in for him, doing sets to the point where she liked what I was doing. She's like, look, shut. I'm gonna give you your own little segment called breakbeat things. She gave me like an hour segment and now I'm doing my own little segment every week along with my cousin after his set. So, you know, and as I said, I done the TV, I done the radio. And it was, again, that wasn't for no money. That was, you know, that was some love. I'm on yeah. love and experience. That's what yeah. it was just yeah. all for me, love, and experience. love and, and experience. I love DJing, you know, I get to be on TV and on TV, get to be on the radio. And I got all of them on them tape, too, so you know, you know I yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. That's resumes, though. It, stuff. I it is, man. If, if I wanted to go get a job, I'd go to Power 99, whatever that I look. Yeah, I was on the boat, and they, they put me on. Well, you know,
0: I, it. I, they, they, I read something on NPR um, that said Bahamadi's radio show was the number one radio show in Philly from 97 and, to 99. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, they said, I mean, it, it was rocking during that period of time. and you know, just to even, just to see that. (laughs) I was just like, yo, like Shep, like, come on, man.
1: Like, you were doing it, dog, for a minute, man. Listen, Bahama, me and her got so cool that, mind you, I lived in New Jersey. I would come all the way from New Jersey, pick her up first, then we go to Jenkintown. Town. You know, that's how cool we got over the show. Like, she kind of met me through my cousin, but she kind of heard of me and knew of me from the neighborhood because I grew up in the same area, the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then when she heard my song, the radio show it was like, "Are you ready, B? I'll come pick her up every Friday night. We up Jinketown, doing the show. That's how I'm type me and her became. Yeah, man. And you know, like I said, the experiences, people I got to meet, the things I got to do. Like I said, bucket list, checklist. Yeah, I got to be on TV. I got to be on the radio, and most importantly. I got recognition for the stuff that I did and created. My music, the videos I shot, the people I've met, you know? And I ain't just saw my music videos. I filmed film stuff for Beverly Johnson, the uh, hair model and all that. I did a little mm-hmm. um, promo for her hair things. You know, I, I got to do some experienceful things and, you know, I'm, I'm happy about it, you know? I'm, I'm happy that, you know, that's why I ain't gotta go out to clubs and parties now, cause I did all that. You know, I, I, I'm glad to to get the experience, the life that I had, and the only you know real reward or treasure is now for me to pass it on to some other people, so they can experience and do the same thing, you know. And that's where I'm at with it, as far as helping other people. You yeah. know? I love yeah. helping people. I love people. To me, it's a bigger reward to see. All right, if I show Ty how to make beats, and now he got a radio station, and now he doing drops, and I'm like, wow. I, I turned into something that I didn't expect.
0: Friend, we're gonna take a quick break, but remember you can call us with your comments or questions at 844 844 Again, that's 844 844 You can also email us at Jimmy Podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's Jimmy Podcast at gmail.com. That's J I M M Y B O N D S Podcast at gmail.com. You will listen to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Michael from Upadabee. Listen to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Welcome back to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Number family, you can call us at 844 844 1244. Again, it's 844 844 1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. That's J I M M Y B O N D S Podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead, go ahead, Ty. Jump on in there, man. I know, you, I know you, you've been. You no, I'm laughing because I. I'm
1: laughing because I lived through all of it, you know what I mean, it's just funny, <laughs> you know what I mean, I know what it's talking about, I lived through, I saw it. Right man, right. No, but, but, but Steezy, so, for the people that don't know, you started out DJing, then you started, you know, producing and rapping, but then you also played live instruments too, because you made a couple of jazz albums, right. what are some of the live instruments that you play? Um, pretty much, my favorite is the drums. The drums and the keyboard, I mastered them. Now I got into a little guitar for since about 2008, which I, I can throw some funky riffs out here and there, and, and a little bass. But my, my my go-to is the drums, and I would have never thought me being in school beating on the drum on the table to the desk turned into me. A producer and then i got into drumming because when i had my MPC 3000 when i was tapping the beats i see my boy kareem come over with his keyboard and play like some live drums on the keyboard and i was like yo how are you doing that and then he let me try it and i was like oh this is easier because the keys are a little closer so then when i saw that i got rid of my MPC, and was like i'm gonna give me a keyboard because i could do the live kind of drum field with the thing, with the piano thing and then somehow um i was at the flea market one time and i grabbed a pair of used like they look like some toy V electronic drums and i grabbed them brought them home and i actually that was after kareem sold me his first pair of drums and i was dealing with them but then i found that the electronic ones from the mart and i was able to hook it up to my computer and play all my own breakbeat drum snares and all that and then for me it's just the thrill of just being able to to be in the pocket play different styles of uh drumming like far as rock jazz r b hip-hop and it's a learning experience to the point where uh you know i'm taming myself i'm like okay let me see if these rock guys can play or if i can play with these rock guys or let me see if i can hold this beat with these jazz dudes that's playing this jazz music. And it's like, you know, it's, 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 my, it's helping, it's teaching me. It's teaching me and making me a better musician. And then that, the, the overall goal really is basically, I'm trying to beat a sample, not a sample for somebody else's music where I can sample my own drums and use that as a, as a break beat or whatever. So that's where I'm at with it, with the drums, as far as like, trying to be my own break beat or sample. Now, you're like, history of hip-hop, when it comes to Philly, a lot of people don't know about the DJs back in the day, like certain DJs, the names of some DJs. Can you give us some of the names of the DJs that performed back in the day that was good or popular, but a lot of people don't know about them today? Absolutely. From my era, I mean, you got DJs from South Philly, you got DJs from Germantown and West Philly. You got DJs in my area alone, we had DJs we had groups and one of the DJs who kind of really inspired me to DJ was a guy named KD also known as the Grand Dragon KD who was Steady B's first DJ. Then I told you earlier about DJ Groove back then. DJ Groove was known as Captain Groove back then. Captain Groove. That's who he went by the name. See all the DJs back then performed at three main places. It was... The Wind Ballroom up in Winfield, mm-hmm. the YMCA on Fifty Second Street, okay, and the and the Plateau, okay, uh, okay. That's where and the, and the Plateau they were all and even Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff belonged to a group called the Network Crew back then, mm. and I knew Jazzy Jeff too because I dated his former girlfriend, was first baby Myles' sister, I mean cousin. So, me, it was cool from that. His, who was his artist at the time, too. Her name was Spicy T. Um, and um, that's how I got to meet Jeff, because Spicy T, I was dating her cousin. It was Jazzy Jeff, then you had from Yale, uh DJ Cash Money, and also from Philly, you had DJ Miz, DJ Spinbad from Germantown, you had Cosmic Kev from up there, yeah. you had DJ Thorpe, and then really going way back, you had a guy named DJ Rat, who used to ride around in like a, Strowman's truck, like it was a red truck, looked like a Strowman's truck, a bread truck, painted all red with a rat on the side of it, with a record, and he had turntable stuff inside, like he would pull up on the scene and there's a block party, you understand? He had groups up uh, from West Philly, like called Funk Masters Disco, that's just a few of the DJs out of Philly, You, you know what I'm saying? He had DJ Jazzy J from South Philly, Robbie D, you know, Philly always had the dope DJs. Grandmaster Flash might have set a precedent with the crossfader mixer, but Philly DJs mastered the technique of the back and forth, the beat juggling, the transforming stuff. Like, we mastered that DJing game and even New York has to give us props. Cause yeah, like I said, Grandmaster Flash came out with the crossfade, the, the break mix, Grand Mixer Dst came out with the little Manhattan. What was the what scratch? But well, we we came out with the Transformer scratch. And KD is the first DJ to ever record on record the Transformer record, the mm. Transformer scratch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, you you was talking about.
0: Um, we was talking before. You told me a lot about how You know, New York DJs would always come down to Philly to actually get. You know, to actually get the experience. You was like, you know, as much as as much as New York is considered the Mecca. You know, Philly had, had had his own thing as well. And, you know, you want to elaborate on, on that a little bit? Because I remember you telling me a
1: little bit about that, like how much New York New York DJs used to come down to Philly. New York, New York DJs knew that we had it going on. They knew it so bad. And let me tell you another story. My whole first group, the bad news crew, came about because we was following a guy named Sean J, who was about to be next big artist who actually had a record deal with RCA and his song is in uh, Penitentiary 3 but he got killed like right before we finalized the contract Mm. and he got the deal through um, it was uh, a group back then called the Aleems it was twin brothers and then the song they had was called release yourself yourself so that was them and they had a studio in New York where we went to record so One time, um, I go to that studio with our old manager just on some visiting thing, and they had some guys in the studio. And they had this little DJ in there trying to cut to their wreck, to their little wrecking. So I was like, yo, put some Transformers on that. He's like, what's that? I'm like, you don't know what Transformers is? So let me show you. (laughs) And then uh, next thing I know, I go home. I get a call like two weeks later. Yo, that group, they want you to come back to New York and do some more stuff and da 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 all right. Go back to New York, do some more stuff, come back home, they call again. Then this time, my manager boy, he like, look, why don't you just come up here and stay up here and, you know, get this this money. I'm like, well, whatever. So right. I go back up in there and then now I'm making beats for him and also getting an apprenticeship in the right. studio because the, right. the guy was like, look, you got something going, but I can't pay you no money, but I can show you how to work equipment.
0: <laughs> of course. And
1: whatever. I am like, back, that's enough of me. So I got that experience, to work, cut wheel to wheel and all that. And then coming back to Philly and just being up there, seeing how their DJs were behind us in time is the reason why they kept coming trying to get from us to the point where they look, yo, y'all Philly DJs. They knew at every battle, they wasn't touching us in no DJ battle. <laughs> right, at that time, Jazzy Jeff and Cash Money was killing all the uh, the DMC com- conferences. So, you know, and then uh, my used to be a DJ, uh, what's was name, Lightning Rich? This cat used to come out with a damn shovel, cutting on the <laughs> shovel, <laughs> on the turntable. So Philly really always had some good DJs. Yeah. I mean that, that
0: was something I always always talked about. You know, Sher, we got to bring you back too because one of the things that I thought we should do a show on was just the impact on on, you know, the impact Philly has on hip hop. And I don't that's think true. I don't think people recognize enough or it doesn't get the recognition that it should. So, you know, I think that's something we definitely gotta bring you back on and to, to talk about that because you know, we we can go out on a list. You named, you just you just gave names of so many DJs and so many artists you work with. You know, you just start to think like, well, you know, well, how come these, these DJs don't have the same recognition as the ones that are quote unquote, the pioneers of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? you know, like it's, it's, that's really what I'm saying. I mean, it, Philly's two hours away from New York. It's nothing. Right. You can, you, you, get in the car, you go down there, you be done, you be back home before you know it. So, right. you know, you, it, what you're telling me is not even far fetched. It's completely understandable. And I think that, I think that Philly has to have its own thing. Like you talk about having Philly, you know, Philly hall of fame. You know what I mean? For, 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 well, for the artists that are here, man. Like, you, go ahead,
1: well, go ahead. I'm gonna just tell you this, um, DJ KD and Will Smith and them, they were on a label called Pop Art, which this is why D, the, the New York DJs knew we had it. Guess who else was on that label from New York? Who? world renowned producer named Marley Marr was on the same label. Oh, Marley Marl. No. With Roxanne Shante, Biz Markey, and MC Shan was yeah. first signed to Pop Art Records. Yeah. All right, now that's why this is why it's gonna be another episode because Philly got blackballed. Gotta see the next episode. Philly was blackballed. Yeah. Okay. In the music industry. Yes, it years. was. And it still, is.
0: <laughs> it still it, is. It still is. It is still is. Because you, you you think about it, Shep. I mean, I can go, I, We were talking about this uh, off air with the team last week, oh, a couple of days ago. We were saying that you can go on a list of artists in Philly. You can go from from the Jill Scotts to the Music Soul Childs to the Meek Mills to the Cassidy's to you know to the to the Freeways to the uh, to the Beanie Siegels, right. uh Pity Cracks. Um, uh, who else? Who else? Uh, freak. Uh, I mean the roots right now are the the band on the tonight show.
1: Mm-hmm. Not a
0: band from New York? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not a band not a, not some band from New York that spoke they on there religiously every night. That's their show as much as it is Jamie, you know, J- Jimmy Fallon. So I feel like you have to you have to know that Philly you know people say if you can make it in New York you can make it anywhere. No 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 no. If you make it in Philly and you were legitimately legitimately loved in Philly,
1: you can make it anywhere. Well, what most people don't know or forgot that Philadelphia was the music capital of the world when Kenny Gamble had Philly mm-hmm. International. Yep. Michael Jackson was down here. He yep. had all the celebrities in Philly. Philly was that city. Yep. When Kenny Gamble was running things in the music industry, everybody was trying to be on Philly International back then. Yep. And you weren't hearing nothing about, I mean, New York was making records, but Philly was where it was at back then. Yeah. Philly was where it was at back then. Yes, New York <laughs> can be considered
0: whatever they like to be, but Philly has its own thing. Philly is its own entity. It stands by itself. It doesn't need New York to be its own thing. You know what I mean? And, and I don't mean, I ain't trying to draw no lines or start no beef. I'm just explaining something to our audience about how Philly has not gotten the credit it deserves.
1: And Listen, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm, why we're gonna have to have another show about why Philly needs to get the credit deserves. Well, Philly definitely needs to cut and i just leave on this note. All right. Independent records, to me, I learned that from Philly. And the first artist I seen in Independent was MC Breeze and Schooly D. And MC Breeze had a song called, It Ain't New York Cause Philly is stepping In. <laughs> All right. And we love that song, okay. Yes. Yes, We love that song, it ain't New York, cause Philly, listen, we, Philly got mad talent in the history listen. in the hip hop world. Listen. It's just, we didn't, you looking at me, the Trauma Center, we the best kept, we one of the best kept secrets that the world don't know about, or just now learning about, 20 some years later, yep. I got people hitting me up online, somebody, I love your music, yep. you making more music and this and that, and they buying, you know, it's just we didn't have the platform we got now to be get the exposure back then back then it was hard getting on records and on tv now it's not
0: that's right that's right that's definitely right i just want to point that out you know i just want to point that out see you got anything you want to ask you got anything you want to ask dj rocksteady
1: he said it all. so I got the whole bunch of
0: stories. Yeah. I mean, he—he's a great storyteller, man. And when I talk to him, he always has these these interesting stories he's telling me, and I'm always like, "Oh, what? Did I say that again? Hold on, one more time. What did what happened?" So it's it's such a it's such a rewarding thing for me when I'm talking to him. You know, getting his insight and his wisdom. And, you know, as, as doing the job that we have as you know, podcasters and broadcasters and having our radio station and that kind of thing, I think it's our responsibility to make sure that we capture all these stories. Um, they're too close to us not to capture, if you understand what I'm saying. They're too close for us mm-hmm. not to capture these stories, to pass on to the generation behind us, to make sure the generation ahead of us remembers that we we pay homage to them for what they did before us. And, Absolutely. you know, if, if you don't pay homage or you don't give respect to what the, the path that was paid for you, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. And, you know, after, after you know, I'm listening to his stories and our, our conversation we had and the wisdoms he he's dropped upon me and now giving to the listeners and, you know, the team, I feel like, you know, DJ Rock said, it, it, it's something to really be humbled. I mean, I'd be like, I'm humbled, I'm humbled by it. But not really, bro, like, you know, you have su- such a richness with your history and your experiences. You know, you have such a, such a story that people need to hear and people need to know that like, you know, that era isn't gone. You know what I mean? That those people that, that came from that the originators, the pioneers from that era are not gone. And we need to make sure that, that the pioneers get the respect that they deserve. And we need to make sure that the pioneers know that the, the people behind them are like, yo. I hear yo bro, <laughs> Yo, bruh. You know what I mean? And I appreciate it. You know, I god, god honestly, got god honestly, you know, and right. you know, I'm Ty, Ty has given me so much information about you before that the first time we talked, I was so like, like, like what Ty gave me was like a inkling of what really the information I got. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate you even just talking to us and coming on the show tonight. Um yeah. Top, but before I before do that, top, I'm, I'm sure something else you want to ask him, man. I'm sure something something else that's that's there. Before I jump off, so sure something you want to ask him?
1: I need to come down to the studio, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know we yes. over y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we. You, you know we coming out there. Matter of yeah. fact, my daughter keep asking for a little tie, so you got. to I break. know, man. We coming out there, man. We coming out there. <laughs> that's <right, laughs> like, my thing. Somebody right, coming man. over this weekend? That's what I gotta ask. <laughs> I love the kids, man, and, and, and all yeah. in all, that's this—that's that's who this is for. Is the kids? it's about? It is yeah. right. that's exactly yeah. what it's about. The legacy. Yeah. So something—not just material, or monetarily, but information, and, and you know some some something they can cherish and and, and hold on to say and be proud to say yo my daddy did this my daddy used to do that and Mm -hmm. you know like i said i might not have a million dollars i might not be rich monetarily Mm -hmm. but i'm rich spiritually I'm rich Mm -hmm. with love i'm Mm -hmm. rich in that and that's all i look i'm happy my bills is paid i got a roof over my head my stomach full I can do what I want to do, play the game, make some music, make some beats, shoot a video. What I, Look, I'm living that lifestyle that a wealthy person would have, and I ain't wealthy. You yeah. know, I'm just enjoying life. Yeah, man. Through the, You know, the labor of my hands and my mind. Right now, I'm in a state where, look, even my, my, my work, I'm trying to just totally get paid to use this and not these, not having to use these. I'd rather get paid more than to think. Than to have to physical work. Because yeah. I'm older yeah. now and I got some aches and pains and yeah. back problems, yeah, and car yeah. so I gotta be. Trust me, I'm shooting this video for this guy, but I got somebody like, look, you gotta get down there. I can't do that. My, knee, my knees, I ain't even yeah. doing it. I, I'm assisting and I'm still going through the transforming. I get up, I sound like a damn motorbike. <laughs> <Autobot. laughs> I'm bumping and clicking, I'm popping all over the place. So, uh, I, you know. I, I gotta be, I, I'm trying to be easy and I'm work smart. And,
0: yeah, you
1: know, smarter, not harder. Hey, yeah,
0: there you go. Smarter, not harder. That's right, man.
1: That's right. I appreciate well, it. I appreciate nah. being on you all show. I appreciate, you know, getting to share my experiences with, with the world. You know, and I'm thankful that, you know, somebody can even take the time to hear my story so I can tell, you know, how I got to this point you know, in life, which I'm content where I'm at. I mean, it ain't perfect, it ain't always been perfect, but you gotta take the good, the bad, and the ugly for what it is and make something out of it. And that's what I did with everything. Yeah, man. With the music, with my life, with my pains, with the car accidents. You know, you gotta make the best out of this. This journey you are on, you don't get to do this journey a a second time. So you gotta make the best out of it now while you can. And that's all I'm trying to do.
0: That's real, man. Well, before we, before we go, man, um, I wanted to let you make any plugs. You know, what you got coming up next? What's, what's your next, uh, the next projects you got coming up? Any projects you I, might have out that people don't know about you?
1: I do got some projects where, um, because I was doing, the, recently for the last couple of years, I've been doing this thing where it's like an online band thing where I plug up my drums and I plug in online and I play with musicians all over the world. Mm. Well, I've made I've I've made a lot of new songs with this collaboration thing going on, so that's probably gonna be my next release as far as musical instrumentation. Now, um, I'm always working on some video projects, which I really think my next step. I'm gonna probably just go ahead and shoot a movie. My mm. movie instead of shooting movies for everybody else and everybody else's series. I think I'm gonna go ahead because this, this this video I'm working on now, the executive producer, um, I shot a video for him a long time ago when I first came to Camden. And um, the chemistry is like so much there to the point where I'm telling him, like this is what we should do for this video. And he's facilitating the props and the people. I'm like, dude, we might as well go ahead now, after this, let's make a movie. Because we getting costumes, we got props, and you know, just to say all right look i made a movie now i had a couple people step to me about movies i got scripts but and i got all the equipment and the editing and stuff to do it but i want to do it with the marination that's what i'm doing marinating it because i want it to be right yeah. you know i don't I, like i said i don't all the equipment i got all the, i got all the stuff to do it but yeah. i want some money to be able to pay certain things people Locations, so it can be right. You know, yeah. makeup artist. Yeah, you know, it, it take yeah. money to make money in every aspect. It of It life. do. It do, man. No matter what you want, if you want to gamble, you got to take money to of gamble. gamble. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're you right. want to sell drugs? You got to get the pack money. Right, you want to get a job? All right. <laughs> you want to get a job? need Haircut money. Right. Lunch money. Right. And car fare. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it take money to make money in every aspect. Even Record business, every every aspect of life, it takes some money to invest money. Yeah. and to make, to make it. Stocks, that's how. Jay-Z got rich, not from the music. Nah, investments. investments, yeah. <laughs> that's why he a billionaire, because yeah. he made investments, investments. and that's, that's the game. If you want to be rich, you got to make investments. That's true. Even if you don't want to be rich, you still got to make investments. Make investments, yeah. yeah. Even if you don't want to be rich. And I say you got to make investments because you, the biggest asset you got is yourself. Very much. And you, got to yes. be, you got to believe in yourself to invest in yourself and have enough faith to say, look, I'm going to quit my school and go full-fledged DJing. Whether I got to DJ weddings until I get the record deal or whatever, you know, you got to go hard. that's that's the reality you can manifest your own reality if you have enough persistence and determination i'll close on that
0: well yeah you know on, on that note family Fam, that's going to wrap the show. We want to thank you for listening to Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We ask you to leave your comments and questions at 844 844 1244. Again, that's 844 844 1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Bonds at gmail.com. Again, it's Jimmy Bonds at gmail.com. That's J I M M Y B O N D S Podcast at gmail.com. Now, remember, family, we are still in a COVID 19 pandemic, so please, please, please remember to wash your hands, wear a mask, and practice social distancing. Also, remember to take nothing for granted and value every opportunity you have with your friends, your family, and your loved ones. For in these times, every moment is sacred. So, until the next episode, you can find me on Go Hope Road, screaming, Stay up, don't sleep in your dreams. I'm Jimmy Bonds, and I'm I'm out.